0: Welcome to Harmonia. I'm Angela Mariani, inviting you to join me for the next hour as today's performers of medieval Renaissance and Baroque music bring to life the music of the distant past. The English poet Robert Graves once said, There's no money in poetry, but there's no poetry in money. Maybe not, but there can be music. We'll explore tuneful treatments of money and wealth this hour on Harmonia, together with music by composers struggling to balance their finances with their art. We'll also hear music from a 2017 release by the Swiss recorder player Maurice Stiger. Transylvanian lutenist Valentin Bakfar parlayed his musical skills into fame and fortune. Dubbed the Little Hungarian, while he was working in Poland, Bakfar was well compensated, receiving several estates, an aristocratic title, and in 1570, an entire village from the Prince of Transylvania. Money and power are not so accessible to lute players these days, but Bakfar's entabulations of popular music of the day Are. We'll hear his transcription of Josquin Dupré's chanson Faux Dargent." In 1964, the Beatles stormed to the top of the charts with Can't Buy Me Love. The famous foursome may have revolutionized rock and roll, but their subject matter was far from new. Music about money and what it can and can't buy has an expansive, or should we say expensive, history. The Franco-Flemish Renaissance master Josquin Dupre was one of many composers to match music with money-centered text. His 5 voice chanson, Faux d'argent, might be subtitled I wish I could buy love, but I'm out of cash. Taking a well-known popular song as his starting point, Josquin crafted an intricate, canonic chanson. Lack of money is sorrow unequaled. Alas, I know it all too well. Without money, one must keep silent. A sleeping woman will wake for money. Let's hear the ensemble, Musica Nova, performing Josquin's highbrow take on a lowbrow text. We heard the ensemble Musica Nova singing Josquin's chanson, Faux Dargent." Like the Beatles' chart-toppers, Josquin's work proved popular. The composer, Nicolas Gombert, even quoted from it in his musical tribute to Josquin upon that composer's death. And composers across the continent used it as fodder for their own works. Let's hear two of these works inspired by Faux Dargent." First, a contrapuntal elaboration by the 16th-century Italian organist Girolamo Cavazzoni, Canzon Sopra Fall d'Argent, recorded by organist Joseph Rassam. After that, a more sacred transformation. The French composer Robert Mouton buried Josquin's decidedly secular material at the heart of a mass. We'll hear the Sanctus from Mouton's Missa Foot d'Argent, performed by Voce Sequalis. compositions based on Josquin's chanson Faux d'Argent. We heard the Sanctus from Robert Mouton's Missa Faux d'Argent, performed by Voces Equales, and before that we heard organist Joseph Rassam performing Canzon Sopra Faux by the Italian organist Girolama Cavazzoni. You can become a fan of Harmonia Early Music on Facebook or follow our updates all week long on Twitter. Just search for Harmonia Early Music. In 1727, John Gay was a disappointed playwright and poet, the author of a whole lot of words that had failed to win him court patronage, or really much notice at all. By the middle of 1728, he was the toast of London. Gay had written the libretto to The Beggar's Opera, a mashup of satirical drama and popular English, French, Scottish, and Irish tunes. The music was purportedly arranged by Johann Christoph. Pepusch, a German-born composer, active in England, and the production was mounted by John Rich, manager of Lincoln's Inn Fields. The Baker's Opera lampooned a laundry list of targets, but one was opera itself. Instead of the noble or mythological heroes of conventional opera, Gay centered his narrative on criminals and the lower classes. It was a subversion of class norms that electrified audiences. The Craftsman, a London paper, wrote, This week, a dramatic entertainment has been exhibited at the theater in Lincoln's Inn Fields, entitled The Beggar's Opera, which has met with a general applause insomuch that the wags say it has made rich very gay and probably will make gay very rich. Let's hear The Broadside Band, conducted by Jeremy Barlow, together with soloists Patrizia Quella and Paul Elliott in sections from The Beggar's Opera.
1: My love so dearly If thou wouldst stay with me all night And go home in the morning early If twenty pound could buy the globe quoth she this I'd not do, sir Or were my kin as poor as Joe I would not raise them so, sir For should I be tonight your friend We'd get a young kid together and you'd be gone near the nine months end and where should I find a father? I told her I had wedded in fourteen years and longer or else I'd choose her for my and are not much stronger She bid me then no father roam But manage my wedlock fairly And keep her four vows spouse at home For some mother shall have her home Every glass for wine inspires us And fires us with courage, love and joy Women and wine should life employ Is there aught else on earth desires? Fill every glass for wine Inspires us and fires us with courage, love and joy Women and wine should life employ then what on earth desire us fill every glass for wine inspires us and fires us with courage
0: love and joy. Airs from the beggar's opera, cold and raw, owe oh the broom and fill every glass. Jeremy Barlow conducted the broadside band with soloists Paul Elliot and Patricia Quella. You're listening to Harmonia, a program of early music that comes to you from the studios of WFIU at Indiana University. Partial support for Harmonia comes from Penco Incorporated of Bedford, Indiana. Partial support also comes from Early Music America, fostering the performance, scholarship, and community of early music on the web at earlymusicamerica.org. I'm Angela Mariani. Much like composers today, composers of the past sometimes struggled to make ends meet, and some of them found creative ways to convert their art into cash. For the South Netherlandish composer Jacob Obrecht, holding on to a job proved difficult. Obrecht ricocheted through a series of short appointments seemingly struggling to fulfill his professional duties. One thing he never struggled with was composing. Obrecht was renowned for his speed and was rumored to have penned a whole mass in a single night. His compositional agility may have helped him out of financial difficulties. Records suggest that at one point, Obrecht donated compositions to his employer in order to settle his accounts. Music by Jakob Obrecht, the Kyrie from his Missa de Sancto Donaziano, sung by Capella Pratensis. Compositions aren't the only asset composers can leverage, as Henry Purcell discovered in London in 1689. Westminster Abbey, where Purcell was employed as organist, was to be the site of the coronation of William and Mary. Purcell, sensing an opportunity, charged would-be onlookers for access to the organ loft. Let's hear music by the entrepreneurial Henry Purcell, an in nomine for Seven Players, recorded by the viol consort Phantasm. Phantasm recorded Music for Vial Consort by Henry Purcell, his in nomine for seven. In 1728, the Habsburg emperor sent Count Alois Thomas Raimund von Harach to Naples to serve as viceroy. Von Harach, at 60, did not suffer his new post gladly. The workload was high and the weather was not to his liking. Still, six years later, he came home with souvenirs, including a harpsichord. In a 2017 release on the Harmonia Mundi label, the Swiss recorder player Maurice Steger and friends serve up music from Van Harach's Naples. We'll hear two tracks from the CD. Up first, Naoki Kitaya performs a short toccata for keyboard by the Italian composer Leonardo Leo. Then we'll hear the full ensemble in a lively Chacona by Antonio Caldara. Music from the album Souvenir d'Italie, a 2017 release on the Harmonia Mundi label, featuring recorder player Maurice Steger. We heard a keyboard toccata by the Italian composer Leonardo Leo, performed by Naoki Kitaya. Then we heard Steger and Friends in a chacona by Antonio Caldara. heard the final movement of Giovanni Antonio Piani's recorder sonata in D major, performed by Maurice Steger. Learn more about recent early music releases on the Harmonia Early Music Podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes or at harmoniaearlymusic.org. Harmonia is a production of WFIU and part of the educational mission of Indiana University. Additional resources come from the William and Gail Cook Music Library at the Indiana University Jacobs School of Music. We welcome your thoughts about any part of this program or about early music in general. You can leave a comment or question anytime by visiting harmoniaearlymusic.org and clicking on Contact. Special thanks to Charlie Rausch for his help obtaining copies of hard-to-find recordings. The writer of this edition of Harmonia was Anne Timberlake. Thanks to our studio engineer, Michael Pashkash, and our staff, Janelle Davis and Luann Johnson. Additional technical support comes from KTTZ at Texas Tech University in Lubbock, Texas, with special thanks to engineer Rachel Boyd. Our producer is Elizabeth Clark, our executive producer is John Bailey, and I'm Angela Mariani, inviting you to join us again for the next edition of Harmonia.